Hello and welcome to Steeped in Mystery. I'm Amanda. I'm Jenna. Jenna, I've got some stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I know the topic, but I don't, like I'm starting to think maybe I don't know the topic because that's how it kind of goes around here sometimes. Yeah, there's a few things here where I'm realizing there's some threads that might connect with our last episode, so I'm excited uh, for that. Uh. Red thread, pin in the board. <laughs> yep. Nice. And we've got some iced raspberry tea to enjoy because we're going somewhere hot today. Yes, we are. We're going to Florida. Oh, yes. We need some iced tea. So we are going to go have some tea at a castle. At a castle? At a castle. At a place we call now the Coral Castle. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> so as much as I thought this was going to be about the castle itself, it's turned out to be more of a discussion of the man who built the castle and the techniques used to build it. Okay. Yeah. But that's all part of the mystery of it too, though, right? It really is. It is the mystery of it, yes. if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, the castle itself has some strange things that we'll, we'll get into. Okay. But this guy was weird, Okay. Yeah. So we're talking early 1900s. Okay. This really small man, like five nothing, hundred pound man, named, Goodness. <laughs> named Ed Leeds Galnin, who immigrated to America from Latvia. Okay. Shows up in Florida. He was picked up as a hitchhiker by this kind man who brought him to his home where uh, him and his wife helped him recover from tuberculosis. Oh. Yeah. Now, supposedly, he recovered from okay. the tuberculosis using magnets in some sort of way. Interesting. This is the point where he starts really getting interested in magnetism, and he ends up later writing a book about it, which we will discuss. No. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. We already hit something I don't I didn't know and we're only two minutes in. I know. <laughs> Crazy sauce. All right, continue. So after he's sort of recovered, he spends his day going from lot to lot looking for a specific plot of land. And you know, people are always asking him, Well, what plot of land? We can help you look. Just tell us what you want in this land. And he's like, Don't worry. I'll know it when I see it. And he would go and he would like prod oh. the ground and like do different tests and 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 plots that people would consider to be fertile, good building land and good farming land and th the better picks of the crops, so, so to speak, uh -huh. he did not want. In fact, he ended up picking what others would see as one of the most worthless plots of land. Um... It, it couldn't be tilled, it couldn't be farmed, and it wasn't someplace you could really wow. build a foundation of a f home on because it was a plot that was bedrock all the way up to the surface. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got my attention. So at this point, he gets the land. But the guy pretty much practically gives it to him because he's like, no one else is going to want this land. Sure. Sure. Do whatever you want with this stupid hunk of rock land i don't give two farts <laughs> right okay um he then sort of becomes a hermit of the community huh he he pretty much isolates himself he spends his days building in secret okay 
And whenever someone asked him, well, what are you building? Why are you building it? He, like, without fail, his answer was always never changing that it was for his sweet 16. And that he was waiting for his sweet 16 and that his sweet 16 was coming. I... I was thinking when I first heard this phrase and it was talking about this, I was like, is he talking about like, this is his personal sweet 16 present? Is this like for uh, okay someone else's? But apparently what he was referencing was when he was 16 he or when he was young, he had this girl who was 16 who he was meant to marry. This oh. girl named Agnes Skirtst. And she left him literally a day before their wedding. Oh, no. And he was, like, just madly in love with her. So everything he was doing there, he claimed, was for her, that she was going to come, that she was going to see this oh, castle he was, he was building. Oh, was going to win her back. With this beautiful castle he had built for her. So it was... Okay. It started as a labor of love. Right, right. And he would then spend 28 years building this castle oh my gosh yeah 28 years just for her i don't know it it doesn't really get into her i couldn't find anything about whether she was still alive at this point whether she had died whether she had moved on and married elsewhere but he spent 28 years building something in hopes that she would come and so obsessed i would say so yeah like how did okay so my biggest question is like how did he afford to build it? Like if he was hitchhiking in America and had tuberculosis and then he finds this piece of land, like how could he afford to build this? Oh, he didn't need money. What? He didn't buy tools from anyone. He didn't get any sort of outside help. He didn't even have any form of conventional power. No. Nothing running to this plot of land. Oh my goodness. He just goes out there to this plot of land in secret and starts going at it. Uh, He was so obsessed with uh, trying to keep it secret that he wouldn't allow witnesses. Oh. If someone came to ask him about the work or talk with him, he would stop work immediately and talk to these people Um, And so many people were so curious as to why they weren't allowed to see him at work and why he was doing this alone and how he was doing this alone. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That they tried to spy on him to catch, like people would go out with cameras, binoculars and try to look at him. And it was like he could sense they were there because anytime they were looking at him, he wouldn't be working. He, He just wouldn't be working. And it would just stop. He'd yeah. Just stop. Which is honestly, I think the reason it took him 28 years is because he had to. Oh, sure. Work. Yeah. He, well, and he's trying to hide what he's doing. And, and I actually, so my knowledge of this, the Coral Castle, is that he did a lot of work at night. Yeah. So, so a lot of people describe him working at night, which I think was probably happened after he realized how many people were trying to look in on him oh right it's a lot easier to one be unseen even if they're in the bushes at night sure sure two avoid as many people because they have sleep to get to yeah so i think the working at night was not an initial plan but a result of the 
halting of progress in the daytime. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, on one occasion, some of some men were coming to visit him. One among them being the man who took him in in the first place. You know, just oh. hey, man, how you doing? Okay. How's the work going? Um, and these men came upon him, and he had taken this ten ton rock that was cut into one piece hoisted by some unknown force they couldn't see anything used to hoist it that had been suspended in the air by three wooden beams so he had this like teepee of beams with a rock suspended from them but no one could figure out how he got the rock suspended in the first place this is a they actually have a 10 tons supported by a tripod basically of wood and what yeah and we'll we'll get more into the logistics of some of the weight on this stuff it is absolutely insane but first off i would like to start by showing you there is a picture one of the few pictures of him at work um this is while it's suspended you can see it lowered below there there are these three beams coming down supporting Uh it this picture has puzzled engineers for years because even though they can they could reason out different woods and things that could be used to hold it after it has been suspended. Not a single person could figure out and still cannot figure out how he got that rope around the bottom of it in the first place. How he lifted it to get that rope around it to suspend it upwards. Oh my giddy aunt. This is a 5'1", 100-pound man. He is... Wow. A man who was sick with tuberculosis. And whether you believe he was cured or not, he had been sick with it. So I'm looking at a picture that obviously is a tripod. And it's it's some, I mean, it's probably, I would say, 30 feet tall. Yeah. Which I think is impressive that he built the tripod. And is suspending a... 10-ton rock in the middle. And that's him next to it. So this rock is about five feet tall in and of itself. Yeah, it's massive. It's a huge rock. Okay, my thing is, and 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 I think I have seen this picture before. My thing is, is what is the box on the top? I have no idea. But. There's a box on top of the tripod. I, I might weird. have some speculations further as we go. Okay, we'll circle back. All right, but this this back. one photo, in and of itself, besides all the other things we'll discuss that have stumped p- engineers. They just like, how? There's no way. They cannot figure out how this one man got a rope around a rock. And it's perfectly balanced, too. It's it's not like a series of ropes. No, it's, it's one, one rope suspending a 10-ton rock, perfectly balanced. Yeah, and even roll up a piece of paper right now, you people listening at home. Roll it up. Tie a string around where you think is the middle at random and try holding it up. You're going to have it tilt one way or the other. It's really hard to find center of balance. Yes. It is. And most people find center of balance by balancing something on like a finger or a ledge. So he would have either had to somehow get it up to somewhere he could balance it to find center of balance. Oh my gosh. Or just have instinctually known in a way. That's insane. It is insane, especially when it's an imperfect rectangle. Yeah. Even yeah, yeah. harder. Oh, so that, so that's incredible. That's one of the first signs of weird 
interesting things to me on this. Okay. It's just this individual picture that has left our greatest engineers of today's day stumped. Sure. Uh, in an effort to conduct an experiment to see how hard it would be to accomplish such a task as lifting a big rock like this, mm -hmm. a team sort of got together and they're like, okay, we think that maybe he was able to accomplish it because perhaps because this is a more porous rock because the rock in question, um, known as oolite, mm -hmm. uh, is a form of limestone, but it is a very porous form of limestone. That's where uh, we sort of get the name of Coral Castle. Sure. Okay. Because this porous rock resembles coral. Okay. And so they're like, maybe because even though these rocks are big, they're porous, perhaps that contributed to his ability to move it. Right. And to cut it and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there was an attempt made to basically simply cut and hoist an oolite rock. Okay. Simple enough with... Like, replicate what he did. Yes, but using modern technology. Oh, okay. So, like, excavators and... Oh, sure, sure. And, and okay. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a diamond-tipped power saw. Remember, this is a broke-ass guy. He didn't have diamond-tipped anything. It took a diamond-tipped power saw hours to cut the block, and it took brute force to then break it free from its surrounding blocks so they had to use this right. tractor to push it and break it off of the rest of the rocks so brute force just to get it wow free and cut okay a 600 horsepower crane oh my gosh almost tipped trying to lift it and could only drag it a short ways. What the absolute. There is actual footage of this um, on a documentary done by um, Leonard Nimoy of the team attempting this. The crane, literally, the back wheels start coming up. It's like really trying to drag it up the side because, you know, it's lower with the rest sure. of the rock. Uh -huh. It's trying to drag it up the side. It cannot even really get it over the ledge of the wow. rest of the rock to lift it even that far. Again, 100-pound little guy by himself without excavators, without This is tools. insane. Oh, This is insane. So, okay, I guess my next question is, where was he quarrying this rock? From the land itself. Oh, okay, so it was so already on the land. That okay. bedrock itself was made of the oolite. Oh. So he was looking for this rock to begin with. Right. So he quarries it from his property. Okay. To put it elsewhere on the property to start building. Building this castle. Yeah. So he's not only just Jeez. digging it right out of his own ground. He's moving it, lifting it on top of other versions of this block. Yeah. The structures he made with it are incredible. And we'll get into that. Yeah. We will. Yeah. But this, this technique that he used even stumped it this experimental team they're wow. they're like it's it's impossible to do what he did pretty much is is their verdict on that they're like mm -mm. wow impossible in 1936 
a group of men was so angry about being left out of the information that Ed had that he was attacked in the castle. No. Yeah. Just because he wouldn't share those secrets. This prompted him to move the castle. This was after he'd done all the quarrying and building of the castle. At the time, he called the castle Rockgate. And he moved Rockgate a 10 miles away to its new and current location. How he moved it is interesting. So rather than doing whatever he'd been doing to move it from one side of his property to the other to stack it on top of each other, he knew it was going to take a little more speed to move it 10 miles. Sure. So he hired a, a sort of truck driver service to come bring their trucks out so that he could load the rock and have it transported to the new location. Mm-hmm. He made the truck drivers go somewhere where they couldn't see him and said, don't worry, I'll have all the all of it loaded in a little bit. And so they'd go away and, and shortly, sure enough, he had moved all 3 million pounds of rock by himself. What? Three million. Three million pounds. I, I just can't. Yeah. I just can't even fathom that. Now, teens, this is where part of the mystery really starts going. Teens had reported that they once caught him at work and that he moved the rocks, quote unquote, like helium balloons. Shut the front door. Can you imagine? Say that again. Moved them like helium balloons. Like helium balloons. So like floated them. Basically. That is incredible, right? I like, that's insane. Now, a lot of people looking back at this quote have speculated that either the teenagers were making shit up and or they were describing how effortlessly he moved them describing it like helium balloons but a lot of people given what he talks about in his book really do believe that they were being literal in their statement sure as to moving them as you would a helium balloon i mean seriously there's no equipment there's nothing else around and he won't let anybody watch him jenna i had to do a little bit of research on this I, i had to know uh you know like statistically what the strongest men can lift and and and, okay. and their body weight and things like that. So, so so I did a little bit of research. You went down a rabbit hole. I did. I, I'm okay. a little I'm a little weird about it. I was like, well, maybe he was just really strong. <laughs> like there's this little part of me like maybe he was just really strong and he like peaked a little crack of that rock up, got the rope under, you, you know, shimmied it a little. Right. Okay, <laughs> right. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe. Okay. Listen, the woman's world record for a deadlift, which is pretty much what he would have been doing to lift this rock up. Yeah. It's the closest right. motion I could find for it. Yeah. The women's record, considering he was a small, small man, the women's record for it at the world's largest lift is 683 pounds. Incredible, by the way. Can't, yeah. can't even imagine that. No. The men's record performed by a six foot one man. So someone literally... A whole foot taller than him. Yeah. Someone weighing in at 298 pounds, so three times his size. Jeez. Could lift a 1,279 pounds. No. Again, an incredible feat for yeah, any human to crazy. Yeah. I did the math, Jenna. Okay. At this 
at this weight of this world's strongest man, even if, if even if he was proportionally as strong as the world's strongest man today, mm-hmm. um, he, he would his max lifting would be four point two five times his weight, meaning he could have lifted if he was equally as strong as the world's strongest man, four hundred and twenty five pounds. <gasps> okay, bud. That that's nowhere near ten tons. The largest rock that he lifted by himself and moved by himself was thirty tons. And for those of you who don't understand tons, that is a whopping sixty thousand pounds, being six hundred times his own weight. Yeah, I can barely scoop my refrigerator. Okay, I got one word. I got one word right now. One word. Magic. Right? Magic. Right? Yeah. There's no way. There's literally no way. We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay, we're getting there. He was known as a very kind man, and he was very mysterious. So while he was a hermit who very much kept to himself, like, he literally lived out of this castle. Like, he had a residence there. Yeah. Um... And he did open it up to the public to let them see. And he was noted as being very kind. He he let, let the children play everywhere. I believe even still to this day, they sort of have it where you, where it's a play at your own risk environment. Sure. I could, I could get that. So, yeah. so it's just. But it, it is open to the public. Yeah. Yeah. But he was very kind and, and, and let everyone in. It was very nice with them, despite his hermit nature. He wasn't like that okay. weird old guy who didn't want to talk to anyone. He just didn't want anyone. Get off my lawn. Get off my castle. Yeah. He could care less. He wasn't oh, okay. even angry at the people spying. He just was like, I just don't want you to see how I do it. Because? <laughs> because? Well, quote unquote, when he's talking, when, when they finally got past the sweet 16 and, and tried to ask him at least just, we know why you're doing it for your sweet 16, but how right. do you do it? And, he, and he, he, he was quoted saying, it's, it's really easy once you know how. <laughs> once you know how. And he said, he said, quote, I know the secrets of the people who built the pyramids. Dun, dun. Done. So it's later discussed. I'm later going to discuss one of the particular features that he has at the Coral Castle that really confirms his claim to me that he knew what the people building the pyramids knew. Oh, I, I, I will get to that. Okay. Um, he wrote a book called Magnetic Current. This is a book you can get on Kindle it's a book. I have not got it myself because it, it costs money. <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote a book on magnetic current. Um, and he talked in it of having a perpetual motion holder. So we'll get a little bit. Huh. Before I talk about some of the speculations on how he accomplished his task, I want to talk a little bit about some of the subjects that were discussed in his book according to outside sources and reviews that I have found. Okay. So he talks a lot about uh, reverse magnetism. So for anyone who understands magnetism, all magnets have a north and south pole. And no matter if you divide them, they will always have a north and south pole. So reverse magnetism 
is sort of trying to invert that in a way to make the north and south poles can connect to each other or, or north and north you know how if you put two magnets they oh they do this. yeah yeah no they right right if it, if you're trying to there's yeah. like a cushioning Right. Yeah, they push up. That that's how they do uh, levitating trains and high speed trains. Yes. So he talks about that kind of stuff. Oh. He talks about um, using the magnets to create a perpetual motion machine by putting the magnets in a certain cylindrical thing. He had a magnet in the center, which he had polarized the entire outside line of this magnet as north polarization and then he put magnets in around it like ball bearings with all their uh north side facing the north so it does that thing where it's trying to push in but it Uh can't so it moves past it and having them surrounding it it would just spin in circles is what he described okay yeah and he found that he could use methods from the magnetism to create levitation of sorts according to his book Wow. Now, obviously the methods included in in what he probably could have done are uh, using reverse magnetism Mm -hmm. and that pushing of the two north poles together Mm -hmm. to lift these rocks. The problematic area of this for engineers being, again, how did he initially get something under there to create them? If he could, if he had outside equipment to lift that, rock and then get magnets under it sure you could reasonably figure out a way to yeah. to float them like you do trains across tracks today sure still yeah. extreme That's... extremely advanced for his time but yeah. still how would he have gotten the magnets under there another right. uh discussion is that um his castle was built on a place of harmonic residence so there mm. are are places and they have sort of maps it's almost like the ley lines in a way but it's more of places where there's this sort of harmonic resonance in the world and you can find them in different places there's like a place considered to be on a harmonic resonance point that's an upside down waterfall where the water seems to flow the wrong way on the waterfall and a lot of more interesting places like that it's really interesting subject but a large one so i won't get too far into it okay the problematic version of this being that he relocated the castle and still the castle had the properties that it does to this day yeah so the harmonic resonance wouldn't have been the same in both of those areas right okay and the last one and my personal favorite version of how he did this is via acoustic levitation. I had <coughs> heard this theory. So there are many bloggers, TikTokers, YouTubers, and people who sort of do little tiny experiments experiments on acoustic levitation. And in fact, there are a ton of fun little trinkets you can get for your house that use the same thing. There's a water feature that you can put on your house, like a little small desktop water feature. Sure that uses sound to move little water droplets upwards in their own little tiny blobular drop form up through it. It's so cool to watch. You can like stick your hands between them. Cats will go and like try and lick the water out of there and they can. Wow. It uses high frequency sound that most humans cannot hear to vibrationally move things in unconventional ways. They have like... um little gadgets you can get where you can 
put it down and it looks like it's a floating moon on your desk or things like that. Right. Okay. We use acoustic, acoustic levitation in a lot of different areas. It's not impossible. And these bloggers and things like that will have speculated that how the pyramids were built is using acoustic levitation. And same with his coral castle. Sure. They give examples like using drums and didgeridoos where they take the sound and uh -huh. they blow it over the top of an object. And when they're making the sound, like they have to be consistently blowing, consistently banging a drum. And when they make the sound, it picks the object up via the frequencies, but it has to be right underneath uh -huh. and moves. So the theory is that he used rocks that create a resonance sound because there are something have you heard of of like bell rocks or sounding rocks yes so you can use these rocks that are naturally forming and when you like rub on them they make this resonant sound yeah so the theory is that he made this resonant sound that lifted these up in such a manner and that the porousness of them allowed the sound to penetrate for the lifting process sure to allow him to move it we still don't know how he cut it, but I really do think acoustic uh, levitation is probably the most likely for how he transferred the rock. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. So what if he used multiples of those? Like uh, combinations? If, yeah. Combina like, so what if he used the magnet perpetual motion machine? After he had acoustically levitated them up. Yeah, and or used the magnetic machine to create the acoustic. Well, he had a perpetual machine. If you need sound that's going constantly, why not yeah. perpetually have sound? Exactly. Yeah. He was then he could just put the device on top of the rock he wanted to move, turn it on and then just push the rock where he wanted it to go once it was levitated. Right? It it would seem that way, wouldn't it? It would. He, but you're right. It doesn't explain how he cut them. It doesn't explain a lot. He was also very weird about, um, along with him wanting to build in secret, any pictures he took of himself in the place, he took uh, he, he took by himself. He set up oh. a self-timing camera, a very oddity for the time, but a self-timed camera uh -huh. to take pictures of himself in the only suit that he owned amongst the park. This is one such picture. But he would just take these awkward standing pictures wow. of himself at the Coral Castle. That is crazy. Um, before I get into the features of the castle and some mm -hmm. of the more compelling cases of why he knew how it worked, um, there there's one last mystery of his life before he gets out of the picture and the castle remains. Okay. December of 1951, he woke up and took himself to the hospital. The staff was appalled, Jenna, because they found him to be near dead from malnutrition. Oh. So not only was this a very slight man, he was malnourished. Wow. He died in that same hospital in his sleep. How old was he? Um, 1951. I think he was... Fairly young. I think he was in his 40s. Oh, my goodness. Um, they went then into his quarters after he passed. Mm -hmm. um, they found some really odd things. He had uh, 
chairs of unconventional shapes to sit on that were suspended from the rock of his house. He had a, like a bed that could be hoisted and lowered. But wow. the oddest thing they found uh-huh. is they found $3,800, which is a lot for that time. That is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And a map. And a, and a map. A map leading to something. Like a treasure map. Okay. But here's the thing. The map did not correlate with any geographical features that we can figure out. Period. On this planet. Period. What? Isn't that bizarre? It didn't correlate with the Coral Castle. It didn't correlate with its previous location. It didn't correlate with the area there in latvia or in florida right they could not and to this day i don't believe they have figured out what he was trying to give directions to on his map that's crazy and this is a very smart man clearly whether you believe he was using some sort of magic or science he had right right enough knowledge to make an accurate map if you ask me right Especially we can, when we can decipher maps that are completely bass backwards, you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> so his beautiful coral castle that still stands to this day and that you can go see includes a lot of features like the living quarters, um, an accurate sundial, a polar telescope, Wow. An obelisk, a barbecue, a water well, a fountain, a bathtub, beds, a throne, rocking chairs, tables in the shape of hearts and in the shape of the Florida Peninsula. Oh my gosh. And the feature that I find to be the most bizarre and important, his nine-ton door. Nine-ton door. Oh, my so gosh. So this nine-ton door, um, the nine-ton gate, is where he had initially named the Coral Castle after. He never called it the Coral Castle. That was dubbed later on. He called his place Rock Gate for this gate and was very proud of this particular feature. Okay. This um, nine-ton gate um, could be easily moved by an eight-year-old during its prime with one finger. It was sort of balanced in the center and spun around. And I will pull up a video for you on this because I found it to be incredibly interesting. Okay. While you're doing that, I just want to, because I had to look it up. So he actually died when he was 64. Okay. And they did say cause of death was pyelonephritis, which is a kidney infection. So um, 28 days after he checked into the hospital, he died of pyelonephritis. Yeah. it's And, the, and, and basically he had it so severe that, um, that uh, his kidneys failed. Yeah. 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 And and also fun fact, the three thousand five hundred dollar equivalent 
in 2022 would be nearly $40,000. Yeah. So a That's a lot of money. A lot of money just left in his home. Right. So okay. here's a guy that was So here is poor. the 9-ton <gasps> door working. So it's been on its center. And it, so it was basically a stone revolving door, but the stone was 9 tons, okay? Wildly How did impressive. he place it there in such a way that it would oh. Just Jenna. rotate Jenna easily. Jenna. Jenna. And and the fit on it. The the fit is like like it looked like from from the rock next to it was like an inch or less. Yeah. So it was very precise. It, oh, very precise. Let's let's let, let's let's get a little bit more into this. Okay, tell me about this door. Okay, so this door for the like 20 30 years could was just left and could do this spinning technique and then one day it it stopped oh and they couldn't figure out why or how or 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 what they needed to do to fix it and obviously this was an attraction at this point and they wanted to get it working again for tourists they also had an alternate uh, sort of similar rock there that they allowed or is to use called the three-ton door, which mm-hmm. is just a tiny short version where you can push this three-ton rock in circles, almost like a merry-go-round type of deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they had something similar, but they're like, we really want to fix the nine-ton door. It's what makes Rockgate, Rockgate, Coral Castle, Coral Castle. Sure. Okay. So they first bring in like this construction crew. They're like, this is years old. A simple construction crew can probably hoist it up put it back on whatever center balancer it has and get it working again. And after looking it over and examining it as much as they could, they're like, there's no way to fix this. We can't even figure out how it's doing what it's doing. What? So they're like, construction workers, they're underpaid. They don't know what they're talking about. You know who we will get going in on this? You know who we will hire? Who did they get? They call up uh, the University of Florida and get six engineers. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, yeah, they went to the big boys, the engineers. Yes. They found, the engineers found, that he had modified an axle shaft and ball bearings from a 1918 Ford truck. What? No! Um, that he had somehow put into the base of this rock. He had drilled into it. And they were astounded by that in and of itself because they were worried about doing something similar and drilling to create a bigger, like a basically a pole in the middle or something. That yeah, easily replaced. yeah, yeah. Because they said if they had drilled into it, it would have cracked in half. So they had no idea, first oh off, my how gosh. he got it in there without cracking the rock. But... Even more curiously, this whole axle ball bearing contraption that he had created himself uh-huh. sat atop a frisbee shaped rock. So you're talking like it, it was basically, I've seen a couple of pictures of it. They're very poor quality. It was a circular disc, probably about an inch tall. Okay. And in the center was like a worn down circular area where the pivot would have been. Sure. 
Now that in itself isn't strange. A pivot point makes sense. But what they couldn't figure out is how such a small rock supported nine tons of weight without breaking. Well, yeah. So Eventually it would have just failed. So they're like, maybe that's part of the key of getting this door to work. Let's just get a similar rock and cut it to shape and size. So they run it through the geology department. (laughs) Yeah. They still have this rock, by the way, in case you're wondering. Wow. And they still do tests. They could not identify this rock. They still cannot. There is no similar rock found from meteorites, found from on Earth, found from any soil samples on other planets we've been able to gain samples from. What? To our geological standpoint, in, in any geological form that we have had access to, they cannot find something similar to this rock. What? This is something that I did not know that absolutely amazed me. They, they decided that because of the size, that the only thing they could clearly and scientifically say about this rock was that it could hold nine tons per square foot. Oh my giddy aunt. In N- nothing else could do that, though I bet no, N- no other rock uh, formation uh, uh, form of rock. So, so they try to they try to fix it. They're like, let's let's just do our best and try and use what we've got and fix this door. Uh huh. And they kind of fixed it, but they had to shave an inch off the door to even get it to fit back in. They didn't know how he fit it in so perfectly in the first place. Oh my gosh. And the door was now much harder to move, taking a grown man and his one hand quite a bit of force to get going. Right. Whereas before it would just like... An eight-year-old could have taken their finger and just... Just pushed it. Just pushed it and it would have spun. Oh my giddy aunt. And not only that, their six engineers from Florida University, their version failed within like five years. (laughs) oh man this man had some knowledge i cannot even yeah wrap my head around yeah he had um features there including uh like rocking chairs and things like that i have a video i want to show you but why this story is extra important to me on his building of the pyramids is that there was a man who was a Greek geographer named Strabo. Okay. Or st- st- stra- yeah, Strabo. Um, and he wrote and did a lot of writing on his journey geographically. He was sort of map making and learning about different places across the world. Okay. And in 24 BC... When visiting Egypt and visiting the pyramids, this was at a time where there were no tour guides. You could just go in the pyramids and look around if you wanted to. Who the heck cared? Sure. He stumbled upon a door that led to a narrow passage, but he described the door as having spun on a center axle and having been so perfectly cut that it looked like any other rock. Like he just like it was part of the wall. Like it was part of the wall. Oh no, no. 
Jenna, they have not found this door that Strabo described. He has described a lot of other accurate and helpful information to current archaeologists. and um, But they still can't locate this door? Well, it looks like any other rock in there. What are you going to... Uh, Why didn't he leave the door open? I mean, come on, dude. Would you? Well, At a place that was pillaged so regularly? Okay, that's fair. I wouldn't have. I Okay. I would want whatever. Can you imagine somebody just like going in the pyramid and like just pushing on random walls? I, I as soon as I read this, I had a Scooby Doo thought of like <laughs> him just being like, "I sure am tired," and leaning against this wall and, and then it just falls through. Falls through it. <laughs> nice. He does not go into detail about going into the passage or anything like that, so it's unclear whether he decided to follow it down. Now, knowing what we know about mm. the pyramids, we know there's a lot of traps in place and. Uh, Things. So it may have been wise, if not prudent, for him to not have gone down sure. the passage. Okay. And or alternate theories are that he did go down, but did not want to describe what he found. Fair. Yeah. I am very curious as to what was in that passage, Jenna, and to when we will find wow. it. This mysterious door. That's crazy. All I could think about, too, was your last episode and that door on the Sphinx that no one knows where it is or or the chamber beneath it. And I'm like, the red string. There we go. So connection. Oh, my gosh. So my other question is, do you know what Ed did before he came to Florida? It's like, is there? He was really young. He really was. So, like, was he a farmer? Was he a carpenter we don't know we we really don't have much in that information unfortunately wow all we really know is that he had been engaged to this woman who left him really and he just emigrated and he was like i need to start my life over but i need to i need to make something to have her come back to me i'm gonna go to the states where there's all this wealth i'm gonna build her this castle and she's gonna fall back in love with me and i have there's this rare footage from the Coral Castle from really early on. I think it's like 1940s, 1950s okay. um, footage. Um, and this this announcer guy is going to kind of kind of talk about it. Hang on. Let me show you and we'll kind of talk about what he's seeing here. So I don't know if anyone else will be able to hear him. I will post it to our Facebook. An echo from some ancient stone age is the work of Ed Leeds Gallant. 120-pound Superman. Using but the most primitive of tools, he handles huge 15-ton pieces of coral rock with the greatest of ease. This is his life work. What? a great stone city that he hopes will stand for... Right. He right. He's just using a simple winch and chain and... They have, like, these... He was rolling it on... On, um on wooden four-ton rock that serves as an entrance gate is so nicely balanced a slight push will move it oh my gosh found in this strange place look at this child yeah that's like a five-year-old kid pushing on it they have rocking chairs i see that made out of the coral rock that actually rock there works is a huge table carved in the shape of the florida peninsula Oh my gosh. Here's further example of how he's balanced these great carvings. There's comfort in these rockers too. 
you again the the with love even the stone the carp different version of a what he has this merry-go-round that he made i don't know how he carved it out or how he cut it out junior would sleep like a lamb with his five-ton crib yeah it, the the angles and stuff to get those things to rock and not tip over that's amazing. There's water, but Mr. Leeds Cannon has built in basins for modern comfort too. And what's more, there's a bath, literally bathtubs you can go in. He he's carved out elaborate things. He he had things that looked like planets wow. and moons were very prominent in his yeah. architecture here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you can see, people are climbing all over it, leaning on it just casually, and it's not falling. None of this is held together by mortar. None of this is held oh together. It is all just placed. It's all just there. It's all just there. Wow. He, if he did not have some answer to the universe that we do not have, he is, I would say, the greatest engineer we have ever had on Earth. Right. Because they show, yeah, in this video that he's using wenches and stuff like that. This this is, I believe this video was post his death. So I don't think that's actually him in the footage. I think that's somebody trying to recreate. Recreated footage. No. They're, that explains why the blocks were on logs. Yeah. Like he was, he was, the block was rolling on the logs, but being moved with a wench. Yeah. And I'm like... No. No. He, no. His, his methods of moving it were very well kept. So at this point in the 50s, they believed that this is how the pyramids were built, was using some sort of logs rolling that they just continually right. place a log in the front. Right. Right. We've since made different observations about how we think the pyramids were built. So I believe this was just their idea of how he built it but the fact that he has these chairs that are so well balanced they act as rocking chairs he was able to carve this really difficult to cut stone into shapes like the florida peninsula and hearts and chairs and bathtubs and yeah i mean moons and planets yeah that i mean the cutting those alone is an incredible feat yeah given that the engineers who looked at it said it would have cracked just trying to drill a little hole in it. Wow. That's I mean, insane. Jenna, this we this is one of the few relatively modern builds. Well, yeah, sure. That we have no answers on. This is during a time of of easy historical documentation of photographs of Yeah. Of of decent building technology, we have no idea. That's just incredible. It's insane to me. The fact that there's a rock found from this place that we have no identification on, Jenna. Yeah. The fact that... Not so even... Have they, have they tried to do, like... I? So, I'm, like, wondering. Have they tried to do, like scientific tests with the rocks to like do they resonate when you when you hit them with a vibration do they emit you know so any type of weird energy signature like i'm just throwing this out there i have not, no idea but. not that i have found i'm not saying that they haven't because um so here's my thought with that is either that they have 
and they do not want to admit the science that they discovered or that they are don't want to try it because they see that as pseudoscience right 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 and are trying to or you pr- have to pay a monthly fee and subscribe to their <laughs> 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 And they're trying to they're trying to explain it away in methods they understand, like rolling it on logs. And yeah, but again, even if he used a winch, even if he rolled it on logs with a winch, how did he get it on the logs? How did he get right. it attached right. to the winch? There, how did he drill into it? How did he cut it? How I mean, if a diamond power saw took hours to cut a stone, how and and it, and it had to be forced with a piece of machinery to even break free how did he do it yeah i i cannot think of amount uh, of an amount of counter leverage he he would have to have i mean even if you're thinking okay he sort of jimmied this up under there and and lifted it that style again he'd have to somehow create an opening underneath it to jimmy it under there which is still an impressive feat of lifting just and he would have to have a a fulcrum and lever so incredibly long jenna to make it oh yeah no there's no trees in that area that would ever give you wood long enough you'd have to cut down a like redwood tree to get something long enough yeah to make the counter lever and the lever effect so that you could move it that that way that you could move it because we all know the longer the lever the more weight you can lift but again has to get onto the lever and has to be extremely long. Right. This is some this is a contraption that people would have definitely spotted amongst Exactly. His. He knew something, Jenna. This is one of the few things that I hope in a few years we can review and maybe we have an answer on it. But we still I would love to be able to I think we have more answers on the pyramids than we do on on this because the pyramids, at least we know there was a massive amount of manpower behind it. Well, yeah, sure. And so it even makes a little more sense how they did that, even as many questions we have begged to answer on right. the full details. Right. At least they had plenty of men to lift those massive stones, to yeah. take the time to cut them with tools that were inevitably breaking, because the pyramids were limestone too. Wow. And wow, just wow. And he did it alone, Jenna. This is it, just it. He's smaller it than makes, me, right? It makes no, no sense, sense with what the knowledge we have right now. None so no. that makes me circle back to magic. <laughs> I, <laughs> he used I, magic. I almost question in the same way they do with with the pyramids on, on alien interference of sorts. Well, see, I kind of that, uh, you know, everything, everything reverts to aliens when we can't explain it. But here's the thing. If we don't know where he came from in Latvia, if we don't know his history from Latvia, then how do we know he actually came from Latvia? Well, and alternatively, even if he did, I mean, he was he was somehow found in the possession because he had to have possession of this stone to use it. A, a stone of unknown origin, unknown identity. Right. Which to me can only be explained as having come from a terrestrial body of sorts 
that we have not been able to land and retrieve data on, which could be in this solar system. Right. So what if he came from like, just hear me out. What if he came from like a moon around Jupiter or something and his... And his lover... One of his carvings is, looks very Jupiter-like. Yes, it's it has round, the rings. It, yeah. So so what if, what if he was spurned, you know, what if that story's true? He was spurned by a lover and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Earth and I'm going to show her that I love her so much. I'm going to build her something on I Earth. I will build her a monument the way we built the pyramids before. Like, Yeah. And perhaps part of his keeping it secret was that he knew he couldn't let the people around him know that he had knowledge beyond their time. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's some sort of alien in theory. And I know this is all really far-fetched, but it's like, we don't have any other answers. No, we don't. I mean, really. And, And there's so much in his build that is very astrologically related. Yes. That's the other thing. Moons everywhere planets planets. stars in the centers of his fountains wow he yeah something else yeah so what if he was extraterrestrial the rock he had definitely was yeah uh, because i mean if we can't identify it we can right we can speculate all day about what he was but we know for sure he had a rock in his possession that was of unknown Unidentifiable. Unidentifiable comparatively to any other geological formation and identity we have. It's not even like they're like, it's 50% iron. It's 50%, you know, like. Right, right, right. We just don't know. We just don't know, Jenna. Jeez. Okay, that was fascinating. That gave me so much more than I even... I do have a couple more beautiful pictures for you. So you can see some... There's a little map that they have when you go onto the website for wanting to do visitors of the overview of this this castle. That's like much bigger than I thought. So there's the obelisk overlooking this little fountain area. Uh Uh-huh. This is one of his many, like tubs and fountains there's the like saturn-esque or jupiter-esque looking yep, planet yeah the moon um you can see his heart table there yeah. um you can see he has this barbecue pit here um he has this like perfectly even looking wall here with this platform yeah. this the little whole thing is surrounded by a wall this right? here yeah, this here uh-huh. is his living quarters. Right, right. He lived in that upstairs area there. Very much like a castle. It's got, you know, Yeah, I believe it's this one or that one that's the Florida Peninsula table. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you can see more planetoids, moons. Um, he has this, like, how did he, he cut a perfectly right angle <coughs> triangle? How? How? And, and stacked it all the way on top of these other massive massive stones i don't even know how he would have gotten it up wow there. um yeah that's the florida peninsula table and the chairs surrounding it uh-huh um the entrance of this place says you will be seeing an unusual accomplishment which i 100 percent. i agree with 100 percent unusual see he has a star and he has this scalloped edge in this fountain it's so beautifully carved and so smooth that is insane. Um, and his old admission rock, which had a little like 
hole drilled into the center and says admission 10 cents drop below and so you basically put your little 10 cents in the hole and Uh drop and drop it down for him what yeah yeah he i i I just i ed was something else jenna he was yeah. he was something else or from somewhere else same thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh would you tea with ed slash would you tea at the castle absolutely yeah absolutely i want to sit in one of those rocking chairs i do i want to sit in one and just sip a cup of i want to sit in a five town chair yeah. and rock it like it's nothing yeah yeah incredible yep in Incredible. Next time I go to Florida, oh yeah, Coral Castle for at sure. 110%. I'd rather go there than go to Disney World at this point. At least I know yes. how Disney World was built. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. That's like that's like right up there. I mean, at, at least in, with Mount Rushmore, we know how it was carved. But we have no idea. No idea, Jenna. Wow. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. So if you guys have been there, um, if you guys have. Or you live around there. And and you want to go check it out. (laughs) Send us some pictures. Send us some info. Send us little videos of you rocking in the chairs or something. Yeah, absolutely. We will post them and share them with everybody else. Yeah. Uh, So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us at info at steeped mystery. And if you don't want to remember that, click on the Facebook page. We've got the email there. we got the website there. We're all hooked up for you. We're all hooked up. And continue to listen to us on any of your listening apps and podcast sources. Maybe give us a bunch of stars. Make Ed happy. Put all the stars in there. Get us some stars. And uh, as always, keep it steeped, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.